Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to Tuesday Trots Life with Jason Bonington. Ali Gouldy, I think that is. Um, I'm doing one man music quiz again. I miss Nikita Ross sometimes. Uh, Rightio, we've got the big man, big feet line on the line. How are you, Matthew? Hello, Jay. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm uh, I'm pretty well. Just gave a, my uh, my final, hopefully ever dissertation on this uh, on this uh, programming. Well, I wouldn't call it debacle, but it's just been uh, the country cup so far. Those two big. Um, uh, country Cup meetings, and you weren't able to go to Shepparton, which I know is very close to your heart. But um, I think it would have dulled the pain a little bit with uh, the small fields and uh, only eight races. And I'd, it wasn't quite – and this was nothing to do with Shepparton because they get the, the most enormous crowds and the most committed racing uh, racing populace or audience just about anywhere, but it wasn't quite as big and it was bloody hot. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about uh, what you're talking about with breezing and bond, but now that you sort of mentioned it, it makes sense. And if you think back to under the old uh, the old season, uh, we would have been four months in now. So on that Shepparton card, they would have had a three-year-old race, a two-year-old yeah. race. So all of a sudden, eight becomes ten straight away. Um, you know, maybe even a young trotters race, a three-year-old trotters race. But there's not many three-year-old trotters around at the moment, so that makes 11. So that sort of explains why we're only getting eight, because there's not many... Well, there's no two-year-olds around at the moment, and there's not many three-year-olds at all around at the moment because um, because they're all gone for a spell at the end of their two-year-old season. So I guess you know that would automatically give you a better eleven race card if, if it was under the old system. So as as you said in Bruising with Bonnets, it's not something that anyone could foresee, and it's no one's fault. But it's um, I think it's probably the explanation for it. Well, I think the uh, the other side of it is not only that you would get those extra races, but that they are usually quality races, aren't they? If you can get a if you can get a really nice uh, three year old trotting race or a three year old pacing race up as part of the card. It's not only the addition of an extra race, it's normally, it would be one of the, um, you know, more exciting races on the card, generally speaking. Yeah, just to highlight the um, your point about how obviously all these two-year-olds go for a spell at the end of the season, so there's not much around. There's a $50,000 uh, feature at Menangle this Saturday for the three-year-old fillies, the Race Memorial, which is always a time-honored event and, and a key lead-up to the New South Wales Oaks. Now, yesterday when nominations... Um, were 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 released. They actually only ended up with, um, I believe, it was four nominations, and none of these are horses that you would even consider to be, well, not even really group class fillies. They're just four low graded fillies, not Oaks fillies. So they've extended the nominations through till this morning, and they've had five more nominate, but they're all, um, you know, horses that run around out at Dubbo and and Wagga and those sort of places. So the, the, my point is that all, there's no good. 
fillies racing yet. There's no good three-year-old colts racing yet. Even the New South Wales Oaks and Derby is still a month and a half away, so none of them have even come back from a spell. So all these, um, all these, even the Metropolitan Shepparton three-year-old race on the weekend, the one that Heath Burn Bruce won, I think they only had about five or six runners in the race. Mm. And none of those runners are what you would call future Derby contenders or anything like that. I think Lock and Bar Jag was the favourite, and he... How was it Lock and Die Jag? Rock and Roll Gig. Rock and Roll Gig. Rock and Roll Gig, sorry. Um, Rock and Roll Gig was the favourite, and even he's just a horse, yet he went around odds on in a $20,000 Metro three-year-old race. So there's just no quality three-year-olds of either sex around at the moment. So good luck to those that are around, because they're picking up some good prize money, but uh, the, the fields are very skinny, and there's not much depth there. Well, and the, the thing that will happen is that uh, in the lead-up to the New South Wales Derby and Oaks, they'll turn up, but they'll turn up very, very late because they've, most of them have got residual fitness from uh, the end of the previous season or are hurting, I think, you know, just at, at the end of their tether. Um, so it's, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, even for the even for the Miracle Mile, uh, the Miracle Mile will, should get an amazing field, right? But, gee, it's going to be um, – it's going to come at the back end of an Inter-Dominion and a uh, Hunter Cup into the Miracle Mile, you know, in the back of my mind, you think about thoroughbred racing, and it, to be fair, you, we're not going to do things purely to get the low-hanging fruit of thoroughbred fans, are we? But it does make sense to have the Miracle Mile earlier than these races, because in, in thoroughbred racing, you step up from the 1,400-metre feature to the Dado Tension Nam or the, whatever it might be, or the Underwood, and then you move through to the Turnbull, and the distances keep rising. It does seem, it's always seemed a little bit, well, since this current calendar's been in order Australia-wide, a little bit funny that the sprint feature, our biggest sprint feature is at the at the end of all the other ones. Yeah, um, I guess that's something for the the governing bodies to look at, um, and, and I guess where the where the intermittent is, is in the right place in yeah. December as well. Um and I guess at the moment, it's each of the individual states putting on their own carnivals and their own feature racing whenever they feel like it. And, and there's no coordination between them because they want to run it when they want to run it. But I guess that's surely that's got to be the role of Harness Racing Australia to step in and try and come up with a um, a clearer pathway of races that sort of lead into each other from state to state. We'll get into the tips. So I think if it's not a Harness Racing Australia, it should be an independent uh, committee. But the problem with that is it can't, you can't have one in these situations. You can't have toothless tigers. You can't have independent committees. A, the committee's got to be independent. B, it's got to be full of people who, are, who really, really know what they're doing. And C, they've got to be able to actually make decisions, which is, I think, the hardest thing in in all codes of racing. Having a governing body over the top of everybody else that just says, "All right, kid, shut up. You've given your submissions. Now we're going to tell you how it's going to be," because the states all do their own thing, don't they? Right, race three. Cranbourne is where we've got our first tip. What do we like here? Always be happy, which is what we're trying to do. Half price bright. I might leave that one alone. 225 for always be happy. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm with um, with half price bright. I think they might have buggered up the opening price here. Um, they went up $8 last night, and it's into 310 now. Um, it's It hasn't won a race, but none of these have won a race. It's three-year-old maiden, so there's only six of them going around. Once again, there's not many three-year-olds around at the moment, as we've discussed. Half price bride, it's it's debut run back in October um, when Nathan Jack drove it at Shepparton. It was climbing all over their backs, 
Since then, uh, it's sort of been hitting the line well, hitting the line better than the rest of them in, each, in its respective races, but it's been coming from a long way back. And in a six-horse field tonight, uh, drawing gate two, I expect it to be somewhere within the first couple of pairs in the run, so it's not going to be more than a length and a half off the lead, and that might be the difference tonight. So Jack Law drives uh, for Mark Watson from Kyabram, uh, which is uh, where I was born and bred, Kyabram up in the country near Shepparton. Um, and, I, and I think it can get the money tonight. It's, it's a very strong finisher. The 2080, the middle the middle trip will suit it. And uh, as long as it's within striking distance, it looks very, very hard to beat. So that's race three, number two, half price ride. Oh, that is, uh, that, that's a genuine go. $8.50, as a matter of fact, according to this, it opened all the way down to $3.10. That is, that's really very, very significant. So uh, good luck to the punters there. And hopefully you got on a little bit earlier, but even now might be worthwhile. Race number four, the very next race in the card which will be the first leg of the quaddie with only seven races going around. And this is a continuation of the breeze, really. But this is a, this is a, um, a lack of races that probably we can accept because it's cramping on a Tuesday. But uh, we push forward our Lady Lara. Dean Braun hasn't got many horses these days, but I've got a funny feeling he's got a reasonable opinion of our Lady Lara, who I think was set to go around. When it, it's, it's had one run back from a break. Um, it's $1.85. What are we doing here? Yeah, um, Our Lady Lara is a very nice horse and it, it, it probably wins the race, but I'm siding with a place bet here and that's number one McCain said for Jack Law and Jane Davies. Um, the horse hasn't won for a while. Its last win was in April of last year, uh, but it's the sort of horse that has good speed when it's following speed and it gets that opportunity today to hopefully just sit on the back of Our Lady Lara. Um, Mac Assassin, the other favourite, it also has gate speed, so one of them will lead either Our Lady Lara or Mac Assassin preferably I'd rather be leaders back following our Lady Lara, given that her first up win at Cranbourne was sensational. She has been scratched since, and it's been five weeks between runs, so obviously a little bit of a query there, but she's the one to beat. But McCain said last time it got the perfect run um, leaders back over this trip at Cranbourne, it ran second beaten two metres behind Blood Moon, who has gone on to more very good things since then. That's a, it's a really nice Philly Blood Moon, and, and McCain said sat on its back and, and ran it within two metres over this mile trip at Cranbourne, they went 156-1 that night. If they're running the same times and sectionals and it's leaders back following our Lady Lara, then it's pretty hard to see how it can miss top three. So they bet 250 uh, earlier today. Yeah, if you shop around, you can still get 230 out there, um, which I, I think is still uh, backable. I think it's a clear, clear third pick behind our Lady Lara and Mac Assassin, given that it's going to get the perfect map, hopefully leaders back, uh, which is ideal for it over the mile at Cranbourne. So race four, number one, McCain said, place only. All right, we'll go through to race uh, six on the card and then we'll take a, uh, a little bit of a break and come back and there's still four more selections at two other venues. But the penultimate at Cranbourne uh, is over the 1,609 metres and your favourite here is Tyab Wonder for a man that we love. Very, very good man, Jeffrey Clout. And again, Jack Law in the bike. It's been 250 to 240. There's been no dramatic move. If you know, if you know, forgot to have a bet yet, Big Cat. Yeah, I have. Um, I've backed a, a Ben Yol runner here, number one, fly like an angel. Uh, Robbie Walters driving. It's uh, it's over the mile tonight, and I think that's the key. So this this mare, she doesn't get the middle trip. Um, they've tried leading on her over the, at Cranbourne over the middle trip here in the past, and she looked to be bolting around the bend, and then that long run up the hill at the Cranbourne straight found her out, and she and she hit the brick wall. But Back to the mile tonight, uh, looks the guaranteed leader. She's very, very quick off the arm, and there's not that much quality out wider. Tyab Wonder may have to sit in the breeze outside, fly like an angel tonight. And um, 
if we go back a few months, like Fly Like an Angel did run some good races over the mile. She, she there was one night she went one fifty seven, I think, at Cranbourne over this trip, and and just got beaten. And and that sort of performance will just about win it again tonight. Um, all the dangers are drawn to her outside, so if she can lead and, and make the dangers stay off the track working, then I think that could be the key over the short trip. And if Robbie Walters can pinch a quarter in front, then I think she might be too quick late. So that's race six, number one, fly like an angel at around the 380 mark. Race six, number one, fly like an angel at $3.80. We'll go for a break. We'll come back. We've still got plenty more to come from Matty Lepard, the big feed line. He's got four more tips, two more venues. Stick with us. You're listening to Tuesday Trots Life with Jason Bonington. Hello and welcome back to Trot's Life. It is a Tuesday edition and it is the calm before the storm. A little bit later, hopefully, right at the end of the program, just before one o'clock, we'll catch up with Tim O'Connor and uh, find out about the barrier draw for the Ballarat Pacing Cup at Group 1 level on Saturday night. But before we do that, Matty Lepard is on the line and we're moving to Sydney, race four at Menangle. Who do we like here for the boss, your $2.60 favourite? Don Coyote, the Coyote at $3.10. Give us your thoughts, please, big cat. Yeah, I've backed one here at a, a big price, uh, which I don't normally back them at double figures too often, but I, they bet $17 this morning for number eight, Don't Need Bling for Josh Gallagher. Uh, it's into $10 now, so I just backed on an each-way basis. So it's only lightly raced, only had five starts. Um, but its last run at Menangle last week, it, it made good ground and ran into third. They went 153.8. I don't think they'll go any quicker than that here. Um, it's a bit of a a jumbled sort of speed map here. I'm not too sure who the leader is, which sometimes can result in a few horses having a bit of a dip at the start and, and maybe a quick first quarter. So I'm just hoping if Josh can sort of slot across in behind them early and settle just a couple of lengths off them in the running line somewhere, he may be able to just use the horse's speed to get into it late. The favourite for the boss, Luke McCarthy, drawn wide. Uh, it was an impressive winner at Bathurst last time, but I'm, from this draw, I'm not sure its form really warrants being as short as it is at the 260. And Don Coyote, the other McCarthy horse, which Jack Callaghan is driving, former Kiwi, and its trials have been very, very ordinary since it arrived in Australia. So I've got a bit of a query on the two McCarthy runners, which are the two favourites. So it's, I think this race might be a bit more open than what the market's suggesting, and therefore I've sided with an each-way bet at the double figures. That's race four, number eight, Don't Need Bling. All right, that could be an absolute fill-up there. Not often the big cat uh, wants to declare it's one at a price, but, well, if it's overs, it's overs, and that's what he's here for to give us the winners, um, but uh, not normally at that price. So get stuck in, race four. Race six at Menangle. Um, equal favourites here, Modern Power and Britwood Bella. You've got Aphrodite also in the market. This is a wide-open market. Which one do you find here? Um, was it race? Sorry, it was race seven. Um, sorry, I've messaged you to the wrong race. It's race seven that I was going to tip into, not race six. So race seven, um, I'm with number one, Radiant Amber. This is a horse that, uh, this is also for Josh Gallagher. So he might have a big day for those that are in the fantasy harness race, New South Wales fantasy drivers competition. Um, so I tipped Radiant Amber on here last week from memory and it, it, it sat uh, leaders back from barrier one and was, was very, very unlucky. Um, I was climbing all over their backs and, and never really got a look at them. This race is, uh, since then, it actually has ran again on Saturday night and was only beaten 17 metres in a much, much stronger race behind Fairy Tinkerbell. Um, and I, I think it's got the gate speed to to hold a position where it can be no worse than leaders back here. And if it's leaders back, I just thought 
at the each way price. They were they bet seven fifty. It's into four sixty now. But I just thought if it could get the gun run leaders back and just use its speed late, it could be very very hard to hold out. Um, obviously. It's the sort of mare that needs a bit of luck because it probably won't try and hold the front. It'll end up handing up something. So it still needs that run at the top of the straight. But if it gets it, I just thought dropping back from that lady, uh, that fairy Tinkerbell form line from Saturday night, um, this is a big dropping grade. And it was actually quite competitive on Saturday night. It held its own well. So that's race seven, number one, Radiant Amber. All right, Radiant Amber. And with a little bit of time, I'll let you just go through races six and nine, I believe. We're going to look at it at Albion Park today. So give us your... Your thoughts on those two events too, please, Matty? Yeah, race six, Albion. Um, it looks an obvious map here. Number one, Bonds, the guy, looks the leader. And therefore, Arts Peregrine, number eight, the only horse on the back row, should follow through and settle leaders back, no problems. And I, I've, I've backed uh, Arts Peregrine here. I just thought it might be able to, to ping up the lane and go past the one. Um, uh, I just thought at the price differential, like, like they were betting 420 uh, this morning versus the 180 for... For Bonza Guy, so I just thought at the price, I'd, I'd rather take the the four twenty than the one eighty for the the horse that'll be in front. So um, we're probably relying on a little bit of tempo up front. Uh, so bon, if Bonza Guy cops a little bit of pressure, uh, if he gets it his own way, he's obviously going to be hard to run down. But if he does cop a little bit up front, then hopefully he's out on his feet the last hundred. And Arts Peregrine up the sprint lane can be the one that gets him. Um, it was very unlucky last start when making good ground, and before that. It sat leaders back and, and went 154.9 and one And I don't think they'll go be, be going any quicker than 154.9 here. So that's race six, number eight. And if we flick over to race nine, um, I'm, I've had a place bet here on number one, our Bondi Beach. Uh, he doesn't win too often. Uh, last season, he had 41 starts for two wins, but he's a professional place getter and he loves running a place. He's got good gate speed. He'll run the gate and then choose which horse he hands up to, so he should end up no worse than leaders back. Nathan Dawson is the most informed driver in Queensland at the moment, and he'll give him every opportunity from leaders back, and, and all he has to do is throw the tow rope out onto a, a handy one, and, and he hopefully can cling on for a place. So they were betting uh, upward of $3 this morning. If you shop around, there's still 240 out there. Um, I can't see it necessarily drifting back out bigger than 240 so uh, hopefully it's a... A nice way to finish the day with a place bet there, race nine, number one, our Bondi Beach for Nathan Dawson at Albion Park. You've given us quite a potpourri today, haven't you, uh, Big Cat? We've got place bets, we've got big value, and we've got others as well. Appreciate your time. In a word, before we go to our final break in the first hour, will you be at Ballarat? Yes. Uh, I'm going to the tennis the day after, so at this stage I will be planning on going to Ballarat, but it's a busy time of year because I like getting to a bit of tennis as well, but I'm planning on trying to combine tennis and harness racing as much as I can over the next fortnight. It must be bloody minted if you can get to the tennis. Well done, Big Cat. Good job. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason. Catch up.